appreciate y'all tuning in, man. This is another episode of Bliss is Ignorant, man. I am uh, joined today, man, by a comedic beast, man. Um, uh, I can't say that this uh, comedian is a, a personal friend of mine, but he is a part of the uh, the, the comedy fraternity. And if True. you know comedy, you got to know this name. And if you don't know this name, I'm not quite sure you're a comedian, man. Uh, I got to <laughs> give it up for a man, J.J. Williamson, J.J. from The Sip. What's good, JJ my dude? From- it was in the bed. What up, Bliss? I, I, I can't call it, man. Hey, hey, dude. I, uh, I, I've, I've been a fan of yours. Uh, I don't even. I can't even remember. I know the very first time I saw you was uh, on Comic View. Okay. Uh, and um, I was, I was fairly new in the game, but it was like one of those things where you go, man, this dude is just naturally funny. But then I got a chance to see you live at the Comedy House, and uh, Marvin Hunter was opening for you. And me and Marvin is real close. Right. And Marvin was like, man, if you don't sit down and watch this whole set, you you going to be robbing yourself. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I came down there to, to kick it. And and I, I'm, on, I'm in the audience, and I got tears coming down my eyes because I'm like, I'm talking about. Now, here's the thing. I would tell you this. I'm not big on music cues. I'm not. Okay. But, right, right. But right. the subtleness <laughs> of what you do with that pick, that picks on right. <laughs> the subtleness of it, it's like if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do uh, a music cue, if it's not gonna be to that level, don't do it. Man, it's crazy how I came up with that, man. Because you know, it's not, it wasn't planned. It right. wasn't like I was gonna go to the show like I'm gonna do this, man. That's gonna kill, or like a joke or nothing. Like, man, the DJ just played it, man, and DJ Ant loved me in the ATL, man, and and and. I just went on stage. I'm like, man, I forgot all about that song right there. I uh-huh. said, man, let me hear that one more time. He played it. And then that bass guitar part just <laughs> caught on. I said, man, let me hear that bass one more. I'm like, and, 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 you know, it's crazy that when you don't have nothing playing like that, how crazy it went. Because it went viral. It Man, listen, and I'm, I tell you, when I tell you, that you can literally do that for 40 minutes. So look, I've been doing it for a while, and I, I like, and I was trying to play it like a joke. I'm like, all right, I'd have played that out. It's time to move on to just do a song. Folks was like, man, if you don't do that bass, <laughs> I don't want to see you. I'm like, damn. Is it that? It's funny, it's <laughs> funny that people will pull you into that. Like, it's like, okay, um, when I first started. Um, I would end my shows doing If It Isn't Love from New Edition. Okay. And I was like, I don't want to do that no more. Like, I got too much material. Like, I'm writing. I got it. Right. Know. Right. Right. I wasn't allowed to go back to comedy. They wouldn't let me go to comedy house unless I did that clothes. Like, hey, like, you got to do the clothes. Mr. Wiggum wants you to do the clothes. And I go, right. I don't want to do the clothes no more. And I'd be like, I would have to go into the office and go, is Mr. Wiggum here? And they were like, not for the first show. I was like, all right. So the first show, I wouldn't do it. But every time he show up, he come had- back and you get to do that. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to. You don't want to get out there rotation. So you better do it. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know. I know, man. But I, I would say that uh, I would say just naturally funny, based off of uh, a lot of times comedians will chop it up, right? And it's not hard to realize who the funniest person in the room is when you have those normal conversations. You know what I mean? Just, right. Right. Just right, right. Oh, yeah. this is the funniest dude in the room, just based off of how he talked and how he presented himself. And your your introduction to comedy, based off just interviews I saw, didn't come in a a natural sense. It was more or less like your friends are like, "Hey man, yeah, oh, on hey. up there, man. man, like man, look, dude, you funny, man. You need to go on go on stage." But it was a childhood dream of mine, man. But I was so negative about it, man. Just didn't think I would get discovered or seen. Mm-hmm. Being from Mississippi, man, because. Uh, you know, before I moved to Atlanta, man, you know, I, I was living in Mississippi where I'm originally from, man. I was in college, and I lied to my parents, like, man, I got a job waiting on me in, in Atlanta, man. But I went to Atlanta, came to Atlanta, man, just hanging with my buddies, man, and just after blue, we drinking, smoking, having a good time on the New Year's Eve. And we just, I was just freestyling, just making folks laugh just off the end. We just had a natural little conversation. And out the blue, somebody like, man, you need to go on stage, dude. Yeah. You, it's your gift, man. So 
I tried it, man. I went up there to Uptown Comedy Corner back in the day, man. Zoo Man was the very first person to bring me up. So you, so you, you, your first stage uh, appearances on uh, Uptown Comedy Club. Uptown Comedy <laughs> Corner, Earthquake. It was crazy bliss, man. You know, that the night I finally built up the nerves to go, man, I, I guess I was feeling cocky or arrogant or something, man, because I messed around and invited people. Right. I invited people to my show. Like, nigga, I'm like, but this is my first time. I'm inviting people like I'm the headliner, like I'm on the marquee. Like I'm the people for I'm the reason why people come to but it was open mic man packed man Bruce Bruce in the house on there's Jay Chris Tucker uh, wow who else I would never forget that night uh chocolate and earthquake earthquake um earthquake was the host the the main attractions right. Two man did the open mic right that particular that particular night man all the open mics was bombing everybody was bombing right. Um, I mean, and then not to not to say that the crowd. I mean, it's packed in there. It's already the wall, the wall, because they know somebody's gonna pop up. Right. So that night it was Chris Rock. I mean, Chris Tucker and Bruce Bruce on there, Jay that night. So man, all the Amazon was bombing, and Zoo Man said he, I'm gonna do one more. I'm gonna do one more amateur, and then I'm gonna pass it to Earthquake and do do the headliner, the the you know the the, right. the OG. Man, so but the, that next that next comic, it wasn't me, right? It wasn't me. The next open mic, so I pulled Zoo Man to the side, like, man, my name is JJ. I'm on the list, man. I said I really need to go on stage tonight, man, because I got my nerves. I'm I'm ready. If I don't go tonight, I might not come back. Wow, I may not come back. I may not have the courage to come back. So Zoo Man, I guess Zoo Man felt me, man, and he said, dude. I'm gonna give you a chance, man, but you got to rock this thing. Right. Oh, I'm nervous. So Zoom ain't go back on stage. He say, man, I know I said I'm not gonna do no more open mic, but I'm gonna do one more. Wow. I'm gonna do one more. But the crowd, before he even said my name, crowd like, man, we don't wanna see nobody <laughs> else. Don't bring Bruce Bruce up. Bring uh, Chris Tucker up. He said, man, this dude made me feel like he ready. So we're going to give him a chance. And then Zoo Man looked at me while, before he introduced me, he was like, JJ, hey, dude, you better rock this thing. That's extra pressure. Right. I'm nervous, booted, tight, sweating, and everything. Man, I go on stage, man. And my first word, and I told the crowd, I said, I know y'all see it in my face, or you may hear it in my voice. I'm nervous than a motherfucker. Right, right, right. Cry, cry, go ahead, young dude. Go do your thing. They broke the ice for me, man. I ain't have but one joke. I had one joke, man. I got a standing ovation my first night, dog. Wow, bro. Like that. So that could have went left. Like, we might even know who J.J. Williamson is if that yes. thing would have went left. Yes. So yeah, do, you man. Feel like, do you feel like if you had got booed, do you feel like you wouldn't have went back? I, I, that's hard to say, man. I really, I really... That probably would have discouraged me so much, man. I probably wouldn't have came back. I don't know. See, really here's, the thing, here's the thing, JJ. So I know I know a lot of comedians that their first experience was bad. Like, their first experience, yeah. they got booed off stage. But they all say they came back, right? Right. I didn't want to get booed the first time, so I prepared like – it was a it was a class. Like I yeah. took the class, I took the science part of it, I right. meticulated my writing, everything was perfect so that proper preparation prevents poor performance. So my first five minutes was detailed. Like it was like I've crafted it. Right, right, right. right. And I got the response I wanted. Wanted. So and, I, and that same thing I did, like I try I tried my jokes on my my, my crew. Right. Uh, before I went to the stage, man, I sat him in the living room, man, and performed and everything. And I was nervous doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, D, my boys, why am I nervous, man? But you know, I, I think I just had that fire, that 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 energy that I really want to do this, man. I mean, I felt like it was my calling. Uh -huh. man, like I said, man, I never told anyone, I never told anyone that I wanted to do stand-up as a kid. Cause right. I knew earlier. I mean, knew I knew I was I was drawn into it back in the day, man. Watching 
the Marshall Warfields and the George Klein and the Robert uh, Robert Klein and, and the right. George Carlins and, you know, the Robin Williams back in the day. So I was definitely drawn into it as a young kid, man. So I never told anyone, never told my brothers and sisters, never told my mom and dad. Man, I didn't even tell God, and I knew he knew. Yeah. I knew he knew what my, my purpose, my niche was and everything, man. But for them to say that out the blue, saying I need to go on stage, man, that was just an indication, man. And that light bulb just went out, went off, man. i never forget, man, when they said that, man, it was New Year's Eve. And my girlfriend at the time, we was living together, man. I forgot to say, I forgot to tell her, Happy New Year. I was just so excited to tell her, like, baby, I finally found my purpose, my niche. I know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to do stand-up comedy. And, right. you know, everybody's looking at me like, right, right. You like, you're trying to be a comedian for real? So, man, it, it was good to go on stage, man, and get that 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 response that I got, man. Right. And uh, here I am now. So what year was that? I started coming in 1995. So I'm, I'm 25 years this year. That's crazy. So yeah, man. Started comedy. That was the year. That was the year I graduated college. Like, oh, I, was that right? Ninety-five. Yeah, and okay. I didn't start comedy till ten years later. Oh wow! So, oh, wow. like, like that that whole like, and it was like I was drawn to it too. I never would have thought I was going to be a comedian ever. Really? Never. <laughs> I knew I was good at telling stories. Right. I knew uh, people found me funny, and I knew I can get anybody. I knew I can get strangers to laugh. Okay, that was my icebreaker. I could icebreak anybody. I could talk to anybody. I could approach any woman. Okay, I'll find you are. Yes, I'm gonna make her laugh. I'm gonna you know make. You, I'm yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna make life like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. And women right. like that. They women do like that. They they like for you to make them laugh and smile. And approach them in a way, man, instead of, you know, you really just coming on to them and your first words, like, damn, what are we going to You know, I do some silly shit, make and break the ice with a smile and get you comfortable, and then I attack your ass. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm liable to come up to a woman as fine as she is and be like, listen, I, I, I don't mean to bother you, okay? But has anybody ever told you that you're absolutely hideous? Uh, you just... <laughs> You you really need to get up out of here. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like one of those things. And she'll be like, no, nobody ever told me that. Like, tell me that. I'm just here to tell you, okay, because everybody's blowing smoke up. You you are hideous. You know what I mean? And I can't right. I can't sing and keep looking at you like this. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? <laughs> like, I told I told a wait I told the waitress we out at the at the uh, at the party. She giving us bottle service and she walking past, kept walking past, kept walking past. I said, listen, uh, what is your name? Because I can't keep calling you uh, goddamn all night, okay? So yeah, right, let me know right, what right. your name is. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <name." laughs> she started laughing at the desk. She said, that was, that's a good one. I was like, all right. It's just that, that icebreaker that you do, man, on stage, man. So I go on there, man, and just, and you know, like I don't have a big, you know, I ain't big time. I got no big name and nothing like that, man. So, you know, it's still... One of them times, like, I got to still go out there and prove myself and everything, man. But I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you, that you may not know, really know who I am. But once I grab you, I get you. Yeah. I try to beat, try to beat you in the face with them jokes. But, JJ, I'm, I'm going to put it like this, and I think you might have heard this before, but there's a difference between someone that says that they're not well-known and the person that's well-known sometimes is the comedian's comedian, like a comedian's yeah. favorite. I would put you on the same level as a comedian's comedian. Like a comedian, right. comedians talk amongst each other and be like, hey, nigga, JJ. Yeah, JJ yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, put, a, put you up there. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like when that blessing happens, we all be like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But none yeah, of us yeah. are in a position to be able to put you up there. Put you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get Get that a lot, yeah. I, I get a lot of love like that, man. Sure do. Especially yeah. when I go out to LA. When I go out to LA and and do my little meetings or showcases, I stop by the club and rock, and people be like, "Man, I, I heard you was in town, man." So I had to come see you and everything. Yeah. I like that. Oh, right there, man. That is love, and that's you yeah. know, good to get. It's good to get uh, the accolades from your your peers. Peers, yeah. Sometimes the industry don't recognize it, but your peers will be able to be like, "Yeah, like that's that dude. Like that's the yeah. guy." You know what I mean? That's so. The guy. 
Yes, sir. Hey, so there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Um, you had a post about a week ago that went up. Um, it was right after I reached out to you, but it was after I reached out to you, which was uh, amazing to me. The post you did about when you called your brother and you did the reading of the Daily Word. The Daily you, Word, absolutely. Uh, right. Absolutely. Now, your brother your brother got his special needs, right? Yeah, you do, yes. It hit a part with me because I grew up in that environment. Um, when my mom, when I was in middle school, my mom left her job from a mental institution and she got a certification and she sat us down and told us, we're going to have some kids come live with us. Okay. And I was like, how long? She's like, they're going to live with us, right? So I was like, how many? She's like, we starting out with two. We might have up as many as four. And I'm like, what are they, orphans? She's like, no, they, they special needs. And I'm like, ma, you tripping, right? So I'm, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So I know how I am, right? Right. She's like, look, all them little jokes and stuff, we, we ain't going to be having none of that. You know, these kids special needs, and we're going to need to, they're going to need to be, they need to be their family and everything like that. And, dude, when I tell you, my whole world opened up when these kids came to live with us, man. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and some people don't understand it. Like, as silly as I am, I used to tell my boys, and my boys be like, they about to come to the crib. I'm like, look, man, we about to walk up in this house. I'm tell you right now, get your shit together. Because <laughs> when you walk <laughs> in this house, you're going to see some wild shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me tell you. <laughs> Get your shit together, yeah, all right? Because when you get up here and get the sniggling and carrying on and shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom gonna cuss you out. Number yeah, one, exactly. number two, I'm gonna cuss you out. Yeah. These my family yeah, right. up in here, so, all right? So, so, so walk, walk by them fast. <laughs> if, you, if you can't hold it, <laughs> they come right up to you on the couch. Now they come up to you, yeah, yeah, be pointing yeah, at you, yeah. touching your face, like, hey, go, <laughs> hey, go sit down now. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. So yeah, Chris was my brother, man. Uh, uh, special need man. Matter of fact, his birthday is on Sunday. He turns forty nine, man. But you know, he he's a real good dude, man. Articulate, man. He speaks well. Mm -hmm. You really got to be around him to really get, understand that. You know, you'd be like, okay, he a little special and everything. But he a cool dude, man. Got a great spirit. So <laughs> man, yeah. So when my mom passed uh, four years ago, man, uh, my mom used to always give us these daily words. Right. And so. Um, she'll call because it was six of us. It was six of us. So every every sip had all my siblings. We all had one. Mom called out the blue, and we just read today's uh, lesson and everything like that. So we always had the daily word in our life and everything, man. So once she passed, just for her memory, we decided to come together, you know, get the daily word back into our lives and everything. Because once when she passed, we wasn't getting the you know, descriptions anymore, prescriptions anymore and everything. So my yeah. sister set up, everybody got them, and we decided for, for Chris, because Chris don't wouldn't read it or nothing like that. So we decided to pick a day each day. Everybody go call Chris for a few minutes and and uh, and uh, and call him and everything. So I, I called him on that, that particular Sunday. And right. And I called it a bad time. Right, right, right. <laughs> Chris was into the baseball game. Right, right. The baseball game, he watching baseball. I like Chris, what you doing? Watching the game. I like, well, Chris, I need to read the uh, daily daily word with you real quick. He was like, JJ. Yeah. Not now, not now. Watch <laughs> the game. I like Chris, man. It ain't gonna take but a second, man. Get your daily word. He was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. I mean, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. When I was listening to it, I just. It just brought me back memories, you know what I mean? As far as you know, how how um they just want to be loved, just like everybody else. They want to be treated normal, you know what I mean? And and like I remember like coming home from college, and uh you know it'd be a new person there, and I'd be talking to my twin sister like, hey, what, what's they deal? What's going on with them? And right. she's like, well, he he just silly. She's like, you should tell him some jokes because he like jokes. You know what I mean? I go over there, I start okay. telling jokes, man. That dude was like rolling in the kitchen. My mom coming in like leave him alone. I'm like I'm telling them jokes. You know what I mean? Like, right, so right. Like right. They just love, they love the smile, man, and, and you, like you said, just have that love and everything, man. So I, I'm living in Atlanta now, man. I I do get a chance to go home, and when I go home, you know, I stay. I, I try to stay at least a week or maybe closer to two because I don't get a chance to get down there. You know, they give me my some chance to you know do some family stuff. 
see my brother, you know, my daughter's there. I got grandkids now and everything, man. So I go down there and get in that pop-pop mode, man, and go yeah. see my brother, hang out and everything, man. I'm I'm, I'm really – before this pandemic, man, I was really strongly considering moving him to Atlanta. Yeah. Because he stays in a group home. He stays in a group home. He got his own bedroom, um, bathroom and everything. So he lives on his own. You know, we pile them up with food and snacks and everything. And, you know, they got different activities. So in my area, I think it'd be great for, for him to move up this way, man. We got a group home around in the area. And I, I can, you know, because my schedule is more flexible than my brothers and sisters. Yeah. I got nine to five. Everybody could, everybody spread out. There's only one one of my old, well, it's two Chris and my one of my brothers that's in, in um, Jackson. Everybody. Got folks in Dallas and in Maryland and in Alabama, so everybody is spread out. But I'm flexible, so like during the week when I'm not working, you know, I I can get more hands on time with him, go get him, make sure he's scratching his legs. Because my brother, he'll sit there all day and watch baseball and and all these goddamn game shows and everything, man. So I, want, I try to keep him active. With, keep him active but right. the group home, they keep they keep him active as well. But like my son plays basketball and, and um my my brother Chris he loves that. Every time I talk to him he asks about Chris I mean he asks about my my, my son's game and right. winning that game and stuff. So I'm I'm gonna try to get him up this way man because you know I can I can get to him a lot more. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff yeah, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. There's a lot of times man we we as comedians man people we start telling our truths on stage and, and for you to reveal that, because sometimes it's very yeah. humbling and people don't yeah. know that you're going through what you're going through. Or you might go somewhere and somebody might have a joke about something like that. And you go, you know what, man, I, I understand it's comedy and everything, but I can't yeah. rock with you on that. I rock okay. with that and everything, man. So, I mean, the, the, even though this, this pandemic has been truly a curse, but yeah. I mean, it gave me an opportunity, you know, to go, you know, show my fans my everyday life, you yeah. know, what we do outside of just making y'all laugh, you know, the preparation of uh, getting ready to perform or, you know, just now, you know, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time, my son, so I, I post that and then, you know, like I did the Daily Word, when I did the Daily Word with my brother, man, you know, just, you know, just, I just opened up, you know, my life to the, to the world a little bit more. I, I like the, because uh, when it first broke down, I think you was like one of the first people to start doing the skits on the prison thing because you was yeah. correlating the um you was correlating the uh lockdown to being in prison and I was yeah, like yo, yeah 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 so yeah, wild, just, yo. yeah so you know like I said man you know you you sh you can show your creative side and you know um you know um when we in this pandemic man just sitting at home so I said man I'm just gonna do some wild ass shit man so I came up came up with the Corona lockdown jailhouse Willie and once again you know I. It was kind of planned, but it wasn't. But boy, people really hit me like, man, it's I like flowing. that. You it just, it just all flowing. <laughs> and then I got start getting numbers on the folks really viewing it and coming and folks calling my phone like, dude, that shit is hilarious, dude. That's yeah. the fun. So if I do that, and then I do this club patio on my Facebook, right? With the I see that. Well, yeah, yeah, with the club yeah. patio, man. Club patio be jumping, dude. Yeah, man. It's yeah. Fun. It's fun. Grown folks, I play a lot of, I play all old school soul, R&B, and uh, old school hip hop and everything. So I be having the emoji battle yeah. on there, man. Folks, I, I play requests. You know, that thing, go, I mean, that thing go mess around be three hours a night, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday, be about three hours. Everybody say they drinking, I'm drinking, I'm on patio. It just be some fun time, man. You know, fun just time. keep my mind. Just keep my mind and my spirit up as much as I can, man, until we get get out this craziness. Get out of it. Now, you also went to uh, Alcorn State. Oh, Alcorn. 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 Not, not Al. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You'll get shot down there, Jay Bliss. You say Alcorn. I'm man, sorry. I'm not from the area, I'm man. I'm telling you, bro, that's disrespect. So, the, all my Alconites that's going to see this right here, we, he apologized. He didn't know. I got him. Right. I, I did. I did. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Let me, let me get it correct <laughs> one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 all corn. It's all corn. Just like all you, corn. I tell people, I say you don't say always, you say always. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends on the, the yeah, region. Because really I'm from Jersey, so you know. What I mean? <laughs> 
So yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay. So 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 um, HBCU, and I do I do a thing called HBCU Stories on um on Facebook as well, and I, I okay. do the stories on Sunday nights, and we just get on. I, I get different people from different HBCUs, and we okay. just tell stories about HBCUs, and it's dope. And uh, did you always know you was gonna go to HBCU? Hands down, no, because my mom, my mom went to Alcorn State. My mom went to Alcorn State. One of my older brothers went to Alcorn State. Man, I tell a joke. I tell people, I like, man, I don't care what my GPS, my GPA would have been. It could have been. I could have had full scholarships yeah. to Cornell, Princeton, uh, Yale, anything. My mama won't. I'm going to Alcorn State University. I already knew. I knew yeah. the young. She put it in my in my blood and my soul at an early age, man. Going down to the games, going down to you know basketball, football games, the step show. So, man, you know, Alcorn was instilled in me for at a younger age, man. So it was hands down where I was gonna go, and I, I'm, I'm that was one of the best choices I ever made, man. I had a great time down there. Um, I was down. I was down there with Steve, when the great Steve McNair was there. Oh my God, Eric McNair! Yeah, yeah man. Oh, man. So, so wait a minute. So wait a minute. you yeah. was in the band, right? I was in the band, so I saw Steve McNair before uh. the world saw him. Before the world even knew who this man was, man, man, he he was he was a uh. god. He was a god, dude. Yeah, okay, so I was I, that, that's right in my wheelhouse too. So, yeah, um, damn, would you would you play in the band? I played the trumpet. The trumpet, I played the trumpet, man. The band, that trump, that trumpet played for my college tuition, man. How many, how many was in y'all band? What was, what is the size of y'all band? Uh, we probably marked about two forty back then. Damn. Hey, yeah, so yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> so listen, uh, uh, Alcorn is natural uh, rival is who? Jackson State. And look, I, I'm, when I tell you I'm walking distance from my house to Jackson State. I mean, I, I used to hear the sonic boom every yeah. night. Yeah, Every night. I used to, man, back in the day, man, I used to see Walter Payton back in the day, man, because his sister stayed on our street, man. So he always over there, always over there, man. Man, Walter Payton damn near made me shit on myself. <laughs> One I never forget it. One Halloween, man, he, him and his, uh, this uh, other linebacker, great linebacker, played with the Houston Oilers back in the day. Name was Robert Brazil. Uh huh. Back in the day, man, they both went to Jackson State, so they, they were him and Walter Pay was best of friends. So, man, they pulled up in the van, and man, I had to go outside and get something out the car, and man, they jumped out that van, and they had skeleton faces on. And I <laughs> mind you, I'm I'm I might be. I might be 10 years old. Right. I might be, man, I'm talking about scared. The, I couldn't even sleep by myself for about a week, man. <laughs> I got to sleep in here with y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's dope, man. Uh, I, like I said, I, the HBCU experience was is always dope. Um, just something that I would never change. I, if I had to go back and do it all over again, man, it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Now, you what know? did you I went to Johnson C. Smith University. Okay, up in, uh, that's in Charlotte, right? In Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Is that MEAC? Yeah, no, that's the CIAA. The CIAA, CIAA. Yeah, that's the CIAA, man. You know, we, yeah. you know we're, uh, I remember when I first got to college, um, there was an article in uh, Sports Illustrated. Mm -hmm. And Brave Boy, Brave Boy Madness, the Brave Boy Gymnasium was ranked higher uh, it was right, right under uh, Cameron Indoor as one of the worst places to play for yeah. visiting teams. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. So we was like, what? You know, I'm like, I'm like, get out of here. And I didn't recognize it until I got the, 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 um, to a game. So we get to the game, and it's about two minutes into the game, man, and the band came in. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, yo, hey, yo, coming in, in the game, in the middle of the game. They just, right, boom, right. They, just they, they just come up through there, go to the stands, and I was like, distraction. And automatically, the other team was down 10. Like, just, just off that distraction. Yeah, just off that, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> energy, man, yeah, man. Yeah. Some, you say, man, you wouldn't change that for nothing in the world, man. One of the best experiences, man, uh, Cause Alcorn is really in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere, man. It's almost like a plantation, man. Like 
Ain't mm. no McDonald's around the corner. Ain't no gas station. Wow. None of that. You wow. you miss the cafeteria. You better have some food in your in your in your dormitory, or you you better be you know seeing one of them fat girls that's up in there cooking them pork chops <laughs> on one of the hot, on, on one of them hot grill, them hot plates back in the day. So yeah, man, you know, man. But we was a tight knit family because we was all together. You know, the campus was just in one. The old circle, man, everything, all the dorms, all the buildings, the football stadium, everything was right there. So everybody knew everybody. We always hung. That's why uh, I got a strong connection with a lot of my, my organizers that, that went, was there when I was there, man. We just we just brothers and sisters, man. You know, we was That's all together. We, yeah, yeah. You know, it, we wasn't fortunate to have no big city where, you know, you ain't gonna be able to see everybody. Everybody was right there collectively, man. And and you know, man, that was one of the best experiences of my life, man. That's dope, man. I'm gonna have to get you on HBCU stories. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. That, and and like I said, I mean, um, you're right. It, it is a family because I, I I still have connections with air, almost a lot of people I went to college with, and these are people that I just. They they was there when I became a man. Like I was, yeah, like, yeah. you know, exactly, exactly, you know, man. High school so, was one thing, but college is a whole nother transformation. It's a whole nother money, man. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's it's it's, it's your it's your pre on your own. It's it's, it's just it's your it's your introduction to almost being on your own. You know, you you down there, you making your own decisions. You know, you get up when you want to get up. You know, you got to get up and go to class and everything, man. So you know, like I said, man. Being down there, it, it taught me how to live, how to grind, how to appreciate the small things and everything, man. So, yeah, that was the, that's the best experience I had. Yeah, that's what's up. I, so I got another question, and I, and I got to ask you this question. I, I brought it up a, little, a while ago. Why, why Duke, though? <laughs> <laughs> why Duke, man? <laughs> Boy, that's... You can't come out. You can't come up with no better question. Like this, nigga. Just why Duke, though? Why, man? I tell you, dude. And and this is real, man. I've been a Duke fan since '84. Okay, man, man. I I fell in love with Johnny Dawkins, dude. Okay, I fell in love with Johnny Dawkins, man. It was something about that left hand, that left hand uh, game that he had, man. And and he was just at Duke, and then. I just constantly kept watching Johnny, and then I just, I just, it just, it just right. grew on me, man. It just grew on me. And what's crazy? I'm such a Duke fan, man. That, like, it, 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 it branched out into the next thing you know, the players find out, right? Because uh, I, what, what I, what really put me in into the mix of the whole family was uh, Chris Duhon. Okay. Chris Duhon, man, I, well, I met his mom before I met him. Right. One of my, on one of my uh, high school partners, man, used to do these, uh, help out with these basketball clinics all over the, all over the country, man. So he met uh, Chris Duhon's mom, and they built a relationship. And he told her how much I truly love, truly love Duke, and uh, she ended up leaving me some tickets to a game. And here in Atlanta, they played Georgia Tech. Um, I think that was Chris' senior year. Uh-huh. Here, man. And we, me and his mom connected. She introduced me to Chris. Then that's name, me and Chris connected and, and built a real great relationship. Then, bam, he introduced me to goddamn Jason Williams. Then he introduced me to J.J. Reddy. Uh-huh. Now on Grand Hill. Then he gave me a tour of the facility. Yeah. And, Oh, I go, man. And then I got something on my bucket list that I thought would never happen. Right. I fi- I finally got into one of those North Carolina Duke games. Absolutely. That was bananas, dude. Yeah, yeah. Man, and what's crazy, she called me the night before. I think she called me by 11 o'clock that night. Mm-hmm. The game was the next day. She called me by 11 o'clock that night. She said, JJ, you won't believe this. I got an extra ticket to North Carolina Duke. Uh, Do you want to come? Right. I almost called her out of her name. I'm like, <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> 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 Man, look, 
And I didn't care what the ticket cost, man. I bought me. I, I woke my wife up, and I was like, "Baby, I'm feeling. I'm going to the game tomorrow." I right. said, "Man, this 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 is once in a lifetime right here, dude." Right. Once in a lifetime, man. I got up there earlier. I took the first flight there to uh, to doing to uh, I flew in Raleigh. Flew in right. Raleigh. Hung out hung out on campus that whole day, man. Like it was like it was homecoming. And you right. know how Duke campus is in the crazies out there. Oh, they yeah. Duke Carolina. They got the kids out there. Everybody's just drinking. I'm like, are these motherfuckers in school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, this is the middle of the day. It's a Thursday. Y'all are here wilding like this. Yes. Doing the day, man. So, man, I, I soaked all that in, man. And I got a chance to experience that North Carolina Duke game. Now, I, now I'm I got I got I'm cool with two of the coaches, Nolan Smith, right, and and my man um, Nate James. Yeah. So they I'm getting I'm getting this close to meeting Coach K. Coach K. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting real close. So for my fifth year, somebody I think one of the coaches told Coach K, man, is a guy that's turning fifty, man, is a huge Duke fan. Can you sign? You know, write him a letter for his birthday, man. I got, I got a personal letter from Coach K. Oh saying, my God! Yeah, it, saying, it, it, it ain't no, it ain't no turning you, man. You good? You hey, get man, in there, man. I like, man. I mean, I like, damn. That was, that was a, that's up there close to being. That's next, the next thing I've done since Mean Barack, man. Right, and I'm gonna ask you about that too. But so I, uh, my, I'm a Carolina fan, so that's why I asked. But oh yeah, <laughs> and, and that and that started for me. It was about '82, um, okay. and, and I'm from New Jersey. But you will always see ACC basketball games, like yeah. you will always see ACC basketball games. Right, and I'm telling you, so we had the Big Five in the Philadelphia area. So we had like the LaSalle's and the Villanova and stuff like that in St. Temple's, yeah, yeah, yeah we, in Temple. We we saw that. But when I saw them baby blues, <laughs> I was like, man, look. I said, that there is like, yeah. yo. I said, ain't nothing like it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I became, and when I moved to North Carolina to go to college, I didn't know how serious it was. Yes. Yeah. And man. when you got on campus at, at Smith, people was like, who you with? Like, it was a game. Like, you with Duke or you with Carolina? I'm like, Carolina. They like, oh, all right. I'm just checking. Right, like, right. Like, what's the what's all that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's all the the the, right. the why y'all so serious? And when I tell you the Duke Carolina game would come on, we was off my freshman year, we was in the freshman dorm. When I tell you that lobby was packed with one TV in there, and they had all the Duke people on one side of the lobby, and all the Carolina people on the other side of the lobby, and people would not cross that line. Line. I mean, right. people fucking trash, but they would not cross that line. Yeah, man, that rivalry, it, it, it's something serious, man. It's fun and everything. But, yeah, man, when them two right there get together, man, yeah, all bets are off. Right, right. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I, 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 love, I think the last game they played, uh, even though Carolina shouldn't even been in it, the Carolina gave that game up just because they couldn't hit them free throws. and Couldn't hit them free throws. They had the game. I said, listen. I said, and then people kept saying, I can't believe it is this close. I said, what y'all don't understand is these jokers play each other on pickup games before pick the season even start. They yeah. know if they can hang. They know who they can hang with. They know if they out of their league. Right. These jokers, this is going to be a close game regardless. You know what I mean? And right. I tell people all the time, like, don't believe the, the, the rankings. This yeah, the game. for real. For real. When North Carolina Duke was together, <laughs> like this was probably one of the worst seasons I ever seen North Carolina. Right. And, but I mean, but like you say, man, when they get together with Duke, man, you know, it's they they forget about what the records are. That don't mean nothing, man. Don't mean nothing for that rivalry right there. And I, it, I and I believe it's 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 definitely one of the that's one of the elite rivals of all time, right? Oh there. yeah, absolutely. Without uh, question, yeah. Without any question, sport. it was any sport. Yep. Yeah. So what? So what? What was the circumstances behind you getting a chance to meet Barack Obama? Man, man, man. So I did the comedy festival that Damon Williams does. Well, I think they stopped it now, but they did the Martha's Vineyard right comedy festival right each year over in Martha's Vineyard, right outside of Boston. So he does that every year, like the beginning of August. But that was also the same time that Barack and Michelle are always over there. They always over there at the beginning of August and everything. So 
when I got booked for the the uh, the festival, that was like of course that was my first time going. I didn't realize it was gonna be that same weekend that Barack was gonna be there. So my show that particular weekend was me, G Thing, uh, Chastity Washington out of Chicago, and uh, Chris Spencer. Yeah, you know the creator of Real Husbands. Right. So me and Chris Spencer is a huge fan of mine, man. He loved me to death. He be trying to help, you know, you know, put my name out there on Hollywood when I'm not there and everything. So Chris Spencer is real cool with Ray Allen. Yeah. Him and Ray Allen is super cool. So Ray Allen happened to be there that particular reason. I mean, that weekend too, along with Alonzo Morning. But Ray Allen and and now now Chris knows Barack. I mean, on a on a first name basis. But Barack and Ray Allen, I'm talking about, you will think they was roommates in college. Okay. They that tight. They that okay. tight. So I knew, and, and Chris told me to bring my clubs. I knew we was going to play, but he didn't tell me that Barack was going to be there. So that morning, he said, man, go on, get dressed. I think you should have the day of your life. And I think you should get ready to come out here and play with Barack Obama. Like, dude, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, Man, I'm fresh. I'm fresh, and look, I got, I got my my red, white, and blue, uh, uh, you know, Azad pants on, red shirt, letting folks know I do vote. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know representing the country and everything. And I knew I was gonna be playing with Barack and everything, man. So, man, that was a, one of the craziest days of my life man so we already after he got he came after us we were already out there practicing warming up all of a sudden when we get there i see a few secret services right right you know sprinkled around and everything you know just checking out the, the scenery the location and everything then i look up here come that damn motorcade wow here come that mobile about my four black SUV. I like, God damn, he come. <laughs> <laughs> he come. And man, that was the coolest. Like, that was just the coolest experience ever, man. You know, like I said, the man was the president of the United States, man. But man, he was so laid back, man. I forgot the dude was the president, man. He was just a cool dude, man. Yeah. yeah. He came, shook hands, talked to you, you know, where you from. I like your outfit and everything, right. you know. I'm from Mississippi. Oh, okay. I got some friends from uh, Mississippi, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I have, I have my my proper voice on. You know, I, I'm <laughs> my, my words well. I, I ain't have no run-on sentences. Or nothing. <laughs> I, I use semicolons when they supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I owe I owe for da I owe Damon Williams for choosing me for that particular festival, but and then I also owe my man Chris Spencer, him and Ray Allen for putting me in the position, man, to yeah. meet that dude. Man. That's that dope. Was great. That was a beautiful That's experience, a man. Ages, bro. Yeah, man. Secret Service everywhere. You know they checking me out, making sure I'm legit and everything. I'm like, hey, I'm a peaceful nigga. <laughs> you good? Y'all good? You good? You good? you can you can put your jacket back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was a great experience right there, man. So that yeah. was another one I I checked off my bucket list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this, man. Uh, how many how many kids you have? I have two. I have two. I have a daughter. She's thirty three. Um, she's thirty three, man. She blessed me with three grandkids and yeah. my son. Man, he's 15. 15. So let me let me ask you that because I, I mean I've been talking about this on my podcast yet. I have twin girls that's 12. Oh, and, yeah, okay. Yeah, and we could talk about we could talk about this, but let's talk about the challenges of raising daughters versus sons. Like, because I, I'm gonna be honest with you, and for anybody out there that doesn't know, um, and, and I was looking at videos with them last night of them when they was babies. Like, you know, we was going over, like, looking at videos and stuff, and they would ask me questions. And what was I like? And why was I doing this? And I was like, you were always, always in trouble. Like, you was always doing this. You always had a deadpan stare and stuff like that. But it's like some people don't understand, like, what a father feels towards his daughter 
Number right. one. And then number two, it's your goal is not, I don't want to screw this up for her. I, I don't want to mess this up for her. You understand know what I'm right. saying? Right. And I, I, I got to hold my tongue a lot of times, man, because they get broken so easily by my responses. You know what I mean? Like how I respond to things. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know the patience you got to have with daughters. You got to have patience with daughters. I mean, they totally different from 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 the male, from my son and everything. Like me growing up. And then I was I was still at Alcorn when my daughter was born and everything. So, you know, I'm still a young kid right. trying to find my way and everything, man, with a daughter and everything, man. So... You know, I'm still in the streets, and I know how dudes are and everything, man. So, you know, I was a, I was a real tight, strict father with her and everything, man. Because, you know, I didn't just didn't – I knew what I was out there trying to do with some of these females. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, hell no. I ain't even have my daughter going through this stuff, man. So I taught her different little things about men and life and – what to expect and everything, man. But you know, like, but me and my my daughter's mom, man, we got a great relationship, man. Yeah. Even though we wasn't together when uh, she was born, or anything, man. But you know, I let her handle, you know, the all the women perspective as far as you know the body and all that type of stuff, man. But I gave my daughter a lot of knowledge about you know life, men, what to look for, what to look out for, yeah, do's don'ts of uh, with men and everything, cause. You know, my daughter's my daughter's beautiful and stuff, man. So, and but she she was kind of insecure a little bit about herself growing up, man. And you mm-hmm. know, she was making herself I, I ain't gonna say available, but I, I found out she was always giving her phone number out all the time. Yeah. Even with yeah. I'm like, baby, you got to be a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be a challenge, man. You can't be so easy and. And then they'll start having this this mentality about you will be like, oh man, I might be busting that next week or something <laughs> like that. You know. <laughs> so I had to get my make her understand, you know, you know, to be a challenge, man, you know, even though we we me and be we be on the prowl, but we respect women. We respect women, we respect the ones that wanna be the good ones and and everything. Yeah, and you know, because yeah. you that's well, as a, especially when you want to get married or have kids with somebody, you don't want one of these hoochie mamas. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's it's funny, man. You like you. Yeah. you talk, it's a tough conversation to have with your yes, kids. It but is. You, but but uh, I'm always quick to tell my daughters how beautiful they are. Like I'm like yeah. y'all, y'all gotta understand y'all y'all pretty girls. Like y'all not gonna have to do the same stuff that other girls are gonna have to do to get a tip. And I yeah, and yeah. I explain I explain to them all the time. If you sit back and you pay attention. There's gonna be girls that go extra because they're not getting the attention that you will get back. Yes, yes. And I I said, and and the attention that you want to get from a particular person that's not giving you attention, just hold your head up higher. You know what I'm saying? And if they don't want to, if they don't recognize you, it's okay. It's okay. Be confident in that because somebody is. You know what I mean? Like you instill Mm -hmm. that in your daughters. You know they'll have a different um opinion, and and I'm gonna tell you where it changed for me growing up. Uh, I had an older sister, and her old her friends would come by the house all the time. Right. So right. me and my twin sister, who was the youngest, we were the youngest, and her old my older sister friends would come over. And they used to always be like, "Oh, he gonna be a cutie when he get older. Oh, he's so cute." See, that was in my head. You know what I mean? So right. you couldn't tell me nothing then. Like you couldn't tell me nothing. I had older high school girls telling me I was a cutie, and I'm in elementary school. You know what I mean? You couldn't tell me nothing, right? Damn, yeah, so that yeah. confidence, by the time I got older, for a chick that wasn't checking me out, I'd be like, she messing out. I don't care. Yeah, nothing. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 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 I'm across my legs on that shit like that. <laughs> so it, you know, it's, it's, it's like you instill those things into your child. And my my daughters, I'm looking at it, and I don't have no son. You know what I mean? When I'm when I, my first my first shot at me, my me and wife at the time, was dog, twin girls. I said, I don't have no more kids. Like, that's an omen. I was like, I'm getting me yeah. okay. So they, right. they give me all the challenge I need in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, man. But, yeah, I, man. but I do, I, I do, I do see the videos of you and your son. 
And it's just something in me that just be like, oh, I always wanted that. You know what I mean? Just, right, yeah, you yeah. know, that, that that basketball challenge in the backyard. Like, yeah, I'm, y'all, don't, don't, think, don't think for one minute you still going to beat me. You know what I mean? Beat me, yeah, yeah. I put this elbow and I put that, that, that bow on them uh, when I get them down in that paint. But I'm about to find me some new moves because that joke will get big and strong now. <laughs> <laughs> he got me banged up. I'll be yeah. like, damn. <laughs> yeah. My my daughters, my daughters play basketball. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they know I wanted a son. Um, I haven't ne- I never hid that from them. But uh right. they meet me halfway. So they like they, that. You know, they girly girls, but they, they play sports. And they like they play sports. Yeah. And they dogs they dogs out there. And I'll be like, that's, that's good. My- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they be saying they like, "Here come the Chambers twins." I like, "Yeah, they come. There they come. Here they come." Like, get up, love <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? And I tell, uh, I, I do a joke on stage, and I say, "There's four rules of playing sports with my name on your back." Okay, number one, <laughs> don't get out hustle. Right. Number two, play good defense, and so nobody stop you from playing defense but you. All right? right. Number three, don't be the worst kid out there on on, on that on right. that, that court, and don't pass the ball to the worst kid out there, okay? Right. So that, those, are the, those, are the, those are the four rules, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to like, use them. I'm about to get them right there from you, man. I like those. I like Don't those. be the worst kid out there. You hear me? You know what I mean? So, you know, that's 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 what it is, man. And a lot of times, I think, when I looked at, uh, looked at your career and how you go across the country, you did – I would say um, – would you say a lot of your – a lot of your growing came from traveling with Sid, or was it way before that? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say traveling with Sid, man, because after the Kings of Comedy, dude, uh, all the Kings went their separate ways, man, so everybody was doing their own thing. And Sid, at the time, had this big con- – he had a contract a deal with Bud Light. Right. Bud Light. So he had a lot – he was doing all the Bud Light commercials and everything. So they gave him a tour – and what Sid decided to do with that tour, it was called the Bud Light. Cedric the Entertainer presents the review. And what he did, man, said the host, he'll bring out comics that he felt like was going to make some noise in the business, man. So, because well, I, I had built a relationship with with Sid's managers yeah. years before I met Sid in St. Louis. I was doing these shows with, um, I was doing these shows with G-Thing. Yeah. I was doing these shows with G-Thing a lot, man. So G-Thing used to always bring me to St. Louis, man. And his uh, said manager team used to always come check out the shows, man. So they was checking me out, and we built a relationship. And then when Sid did the review, they were like, hey, man, we got this dude for out of Mississippi. I think it would be great for the for the tour. So, man, uh, they put me on the tour, man, and I got a chance to meet Sid. Well, I met Sid before then, but that was one my first opportunity to really sit down checking out Sid and everything, man. So we built a relationship over time. We're doing that tour. And then after the tour stopped, Sid started doing his own individual show. He said, man, man, I want you to, I want you to come rock with me. Yeah. Come rock with me, man. Come host the show. You be the host and feature. Go out there. You do 25, 30 minutes. You nice. bring me on stage. I'm like, oh, man, man. The, man, God really blessing me. I'm on the right goddamn path, man. So yeah, man, my, my growth definitely came from uh, rocking with Sid all those years. He gave me the opportunity to, you know, build my fan base through his fans. Yeah. He gave me a to rock five to 6,000 to 7,000 people at a time. He helped me build my stage presence as far as working bigger audiences. Yeah, yeah. You know, being on the big screen all the time and, and then sitting back and just, you know, I ain't had no notepad or nothing, but I was taking notes, something yeah. all the things he was doing on stage, you know, just stage present, how he flow, how he hold the mic, how he walk over here this time. Okay, I'm going to go over here now. Now I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to bag up. You know, all that plays a part as far as your time and, and your presentation on stage and everything, man. And then, like I said, we had built a, such a good relationship when we came boys. Now he, he feed me knowledge about the game, about how to handle business, how to talk to these agencies and these managers or these these casting directors, how to how to you know, I just listened to a he had he did a lot of business phone calls on the road and then we on the this this one he was doing the tour bus 
So I'm on the tour bus. You know, I might be looking at TV, but I'm soaking that knowledge he's doing right behind me, listening to him talk about, goddamn well, this is what we need to do for Bob Shop too. I, I heard that negotiation. Or I heard the negotiation when he had his show or his, his sketch show and everything, man. So, be, you know, getting able to, you know, learn all that stuff, behind-the-scenes stuff, man, it truly helped me to go out and branch out on my own. Now I can yeah. now I can talk to the agents and I can talk to the club owners and I know my worth and I know how the ins and outs of, you know, numbers or for the club and how I get bonuses and stuff. And I owe that to him. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. How did uh how did the Johnson uh, family vacation come about? Was that through working with Sed or just somebody saw you and was like, just, yeah, just through Sed, to yeah. be real. Yeah, Sed, you know, that was that was one of, that was his project, one of his projects. You know, he the EP of the, and he the he the star of the movie. He the EP, and man, he just he just found me apart. Yeah, he just found me apart. Like man, I want you to be the big and cousin in this thing, man. And <laughs> you know, I ain't, I didn't have to audition. He just threw me to the woods. Yeah, he just threw me to the woods, man. Well, you know what? I did do one audition, but it was impromptu audition that they tried to catch me off guard, but I was prepared. Right, right. I was on, when I was on the movie set, you know, I I, I, um, I uh, met one of the producers, one of the head producers, through said manager. They called me over like, hey, this is the producer such, such. This is comedian JJ that's going to be playing Cousin Bodie. Right. The, the producer, this is what the producer did. He started saying some lines in the movie. Right. Testing me how I was going to react and 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 at in bliss, I caught it. <laughs> I caught what he was doing, dog. Right. And I uh acting out my my part in front of him, touching him. You know, I know you got something in your pocket. Woo woo woo. Right. I had him laughing, man. And hey, man, they gave me the part, dude. That's dope, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, they gave me the part. They gave me the part. Yeah. That's dope. That's and see, like I said, it's always be prepared because you never know. You know what I mean? You never what? know. You never know, man. So, like I said, man, yeah, man. Being with said, man, though, that 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 run I did with said, man, was it was huge for my career, dude. And then you and you're in Atlanta, so I mean, the fact that. The movie industry is almost moving to Atlanta, like moving to Atlanta, coming to like a, a East Coast Hollywood eventually. Yeah, it is, man. I mean, I mean, it's studio. I mean, of course, you know, uh, 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 Tyler Perry got that huge studio that's bananas, and yeah. then this one, two, it's like three more studios, man. That that's here. Like I stay in Sonoya, Georgia, which is probably about an hour away from downtown Atlanta. Like yeah. maybe maybe six minutes away from my house is the Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. The Walking Dead is right here around. I, I walk. I go. I uh, ride by the Walking Dead set damn near every day. That's crazy. Yeah, it's man. Just right here, man. Yeah, man. So I mean, because of course you know the cost of living and and the taxes and and you know rent and all that is is way low compared to New York or Cali and everything, right. man. So that's why a lot of stuff is starting to get. No, uh, filmed in the South. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm appreciative, especially with uh, the way comedy is down there. I mean, you guys got some beasts down there, and I like to yeah, see man. you guys can hit the stage every night if you want to. Uh, iron sharpens iron. I say that all the time. Man. Yeah, and yeah, man. Some of the cats y'all got down there, a lot of people that I've never heard of, man. But I'm going look, man. Y'all, y'all. Every time there's a room that opens up in Charlotte where people are doing comedy, I know there's going to be an influx of Atlantic comedians that's going to hit that stage. Just gonna hit that stage, yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's a lot of hungry comedians that I am, man. We got a nice little army of comedians, man, that keep you on your on your toes, man. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of open mic, you know, like you said, to keep that, that sharpness with your set and everything, man. So, you know, you still got to come with it. Oh, yeah. With following some of the young cats, man, because these cats out here hungry, man. Oh, yeah. And I, I, la I laugh, I laugh oh, yeah. when I see it because I go, look, man, you know, I, I went down there a couple of times and, and people, like, you know, people don't know who you are, but I remember I did I did the uh, BQE when Big Sean was holding it. Big Sean was hosting, yeah. And, and one of the younger comedians saw me like a year later said, man, I remember I saw you at BQE, man. All the comedians in the back was like, man, this dude about to bomb. And I was like, oh. I, and they thought they they didn't know they they didn't know they 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 knew I was from Charlotte, but they didn't know I was I had been doing comedy as long as I've been doing comedy. 
And right. I like it. They said, man, it was you could hear a damn mouse piss on cotton in there. You had this little quiet in there. I said, yeah. Right. I like I get I get the first couple jokes out, get the first couple laughs, and they realize I'm a comedian, and then they'll get quiet. You know what they I mean? I ain't got to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, but I, I, I really, I really enjoyed, man, um, chopping it up with you, man, because like yeah, I, I try to keep the time good. You know what I mean? Finally, being on one of the episodes, man. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it, man. You ever need me again, man? Just let me know, bless. I fuck with you, man. Absolutely, man. Without question, man. Now, before I let you go, I do this thing at the end where uh, if you ever remember watching, remember watching, um. Uh, the Action Gill studio with James Lipton. And he used to ask the questions to the actors and they would have to sprout out the first thing that come to mind when I asked the question. Now, okay. I a little bit of a remix to it, but we're going to go ahead and go with it, all right? All so, right, let's get what's your favorite word? Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your least favorite word? Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right. So when now, I get when I get that somebody saying something bad, I'm like Somebody Lord. saying something bad, yeah. <laughs> so I got a, I got a phrase I use, uh TTBS. That stands for that's that bullshit. Ultimately anything and everything you have absolutely no control over in your life. That's that bullshit. That's what that is. Okay. What's that's that bullshit to you? What's that, that bullshit to me? Yeah. That, that what that bullshit is to me, right? This pandemic. Yes, the pandemic. <laughs> it's the fact that we're not working. Yeah, like, man. They bring no money home on a regular basis, man. That's that bullshit. That's that bullshit, yeah. Um, and the opposite of that is what is the shit to you? My son, my family. That's yeah. the shit right now. I feel you on that, brother. That's I feel you on right. that. They make, um, they make me smile every day. Yeah, if I had to introduce you to the world, no one know who J.J. Williamson was. Um, I'm introducing you to the world. What's your walk on music? Beauty. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm gonna make them come into my world, David. I got you, man. You I love knew. that shit. <laughs> I, that's the song, man. Hey, <laughs> and uh, if you had to leave this life, what's your walk off music? My walk on music? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> like my fact, I want to be in my casket just like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just cut a hole in the casket and have my arm, man. Have your arm. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> so, so, uh, so if there was any other profession um, that you would try other than your own, what would it be? Golf. Golf. A yeah, professional man, golfer. Hey, hey, look, let me let me see. Look, it's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's on right now. I just got it on mute. I just got it on mute while we yeah. while we talking and everything, man. I'm a golf junkie, man. I, I have the desire and the passion for it like I'm like I'm on tour. Yeah. Like I don't play I don't play like that though. So just the practice, just the just the yeah. just the yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I I can watch that. I can sit here and watch this all day long. That's what's up, man. <laughs> now let me, I, I, one bit that I gotta talk about real quick that made me laugh no matter how many times I see it. I think every time I see it, a tear come to my eye. Is when you're doing the jokes about the ghetto apartments and you, you talk about being up at three o'clock in the morning on a commode oh, and you can just hear, bitch, I'll beat your goddamn <laughs> ass. Now, now listen. <laughs> I, listen, man, I've watched that clip, and I've seen you do the joke, but I'm going, how do you not break out laughing? Because you already know the crowd is going to turn upside down from that reaction because it's out of nowhere. nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, but... I need your goddamn man. <laughs> how are you not laughing every time you do that? Because... <laughs> <laughs> it's so much truth to that joke. It's so much truth to that joke because it's a buildup. Because you're telling right. about all the things that happen. All the things that happen. <laughs> but <laughs> but when I tell you that right there, I'm like I'm done. Like I I, I can literally walk into a comedy show. You get to that point and go. I can't I can't do this no more. I gotta be out. Like this dude is wild and <laughs> way too much. <yo. laughs> 
Yeah, man, that's one of my classics right there, dude. Yes, sir. Indeed. I think that one, I think that one could go down in history that nobody can ever get tired of. Even if they know the punchline is coming, they're gonna rock with that. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna rock with that. You're gonna rock yeah. with that. Absolutely, man. <laughs> JJ, man, it's been it's been a pleasure, man. I'm definitely gonna try to bring you back and I'm gonna hit you up about the HBCU stories eventually, man. So Hey man, it was a pleasure, man. I enjoyed your J man. You man, that was a great interview and everything, man. I wish you well, man. No doubt, man. Be blessed, brother, man. I'm going to you. All right, man. Be good, dude. Peace.